Okay, good morning. Today's daf is daf pay. Today's shiz the Ilunishmas Gershon Moshe ben Meir Halevi, Miriam Bashaya, Zalma Meir ben Ruvain, and Aaron Bainish ben Yechezkel. May the Neshomas have an aliyah and may the memory be a blessing. Okay, we're going to go from the Mishnah, like I say, towards the bottom of Ayn Tesson with Bayes, 17 on B. Um, so the first, this Mishnah is always to do what happens if a woman gets remarried. What are the repercussions for a woman who gets remarried based on the testimony of, uh, of sorry, based on, a, on an invalid get? And two important points to consider, I mean, it's actually quite fascinating, is a lot of the invalidations we're discussing are only Midrabon, but we'll see that in the mission. So the first one it discusses is, Kosov Hugenes. If she wrote it, dated, according to the inappropriate, the, 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 inap- the, the inappropriate kingdom, the bad kingdom. What's the, who's that? Who's the, who's the king, the bad kingdom? The Romans. Now, and remember, so what we're discussing here is where they were under Persian rule. So under Persian rule, if they date the get according to the Roman king, oh, this is the twelfth year of the reign of uh, Vespasian, Caesar, um, Julius Caesar, um, Augustus, whatever. So, so then, they, uh, I'm just showing off my Roman knowledge, <laughs> <laughs> but that's about the extent of it. Um, so, because of the Shum Malthus, if you write a, so they wrote it, so they wrote it again, uh, dated according to the Malthus Shainu Genes, or the Shum Malthus Morai, or according to the Persian, or the Shum Yovan, or according, uh, the, sorry, not Persian, Morai is the medium, or the Shum Malthus Yovan, or the Greek king. Lebinian Abais, they dated according to since the temple was built. The Churman Abais, they dated it based on the destruction of the temple. Um, so all of those are they dated, the get, but not based on the king, the kingdom of that uh, that place. So now, and then now we go on to Hoyob uh, Mizrach for Kosovomarov. If he was in the east and they wrote that he was in the west, Obamarov, or he was in the west and they wrote that he was in the east. We'll see what this means in the Gemara. Who's in the wrong? Who's in the wrong place? <laughs> who's in the wrong place at the wrong time when they write in the get that that, that this would be validated? Okay, but that we'll see in the Gemara. But as uh, yeah, it's the, the the witnesses, if they wrote, if they signed the get, or they, you know, in uh, Johannesburg, but they wrote Cape Town because that's where it would be delivered. Or something like that, that would invalidate the get. Now, what's the halacha? So, what's the ramification? She, there was this get that was either dated according to the wrong monarchy, or it was date or the place mentioned in it was wrong. So, the first halacha is Tate Mizel Mizel, she has to get divorced from all of them. From all of them, from both of them. So, from her husband, that her original husband who gave her this get, and from the second husband. Who's um, mistakenly married? Who she married based on the sket, yeah. But Tzricha get mizel mizel. She also requires a get from both of them. Now let me ask you, which one is she married to, and which one's the invalid, in the invalid marriage? We can tell clearly one of them, one of them she's married to, and one of them she is. Uh, so I don't know why I keep losing my train of thought. One of them she's married to, and one of them is. Um, a penalty that she has to divorce that person as well for using this invalid get for not uh, checking, not being careful enough. Um, so Rashi learns. Rashi learns. 
Sifri. Rashi learns the main one is, sorry, the one she is divorced from is the first husband. Sorry, the one she's not divorced from is the first husband. And the second one is a valid marriage. So then, um, yeah. So why? Because the because this get is possible. Now the interesting thing, according to Rashi, what you can have to work work on the commentaries do is that it's only possible midrabbanon, as we said. Doraisa doesn't have to have the day, etc. It's only possible midrabbanon. Nevertheless, once it's possible midrabbanon, it says it turns into a psul doraisa. It's now an invalid get, and therefore she was never divorced from her first husband, and from her second husband, she is. Uh, She's never married because she's still married. Um, we do see this question come up now and then. When the rabbis make a gezerah or a takon on a mitzvah, does that make the mitzvah still let and you fulfill the Doraisa requirements? Have you fulfilled any of the mitzvah or none of the mitzvah? I, once their requirements are built in, how does it affect the mitzvah as a whole? The one interesting place this comes up is um, that I always remember is a sukkah. There's a discussion that your table's just inside your house. So the sukkah's big enough and fine, but table's inside the house. There's a masroikis there, there's a concern that a person's going to lean over to eat over his table and he's going to be eating out of his sukkah. So the Gomorrah there uses quite a strong language. It says if, he, if that's the case, he has never ever fulfilled the mitzvah of sukkah. So it's also say literally, once the Rabbonans say that it's an invalid sukkah, there is no way to use that sukkah. Um, while, whereas the Ran says no, they they saying it for emphasis that you're not fulfilling the mitzvah in the best way, but obviously Doraisi has still fulfilled the mitzvah of eating in the sukkah. So that's how. And again, each case we need because if it's a monetary case, well then we have the principle of hefker based on hefker kicking in. So that's easy to say. Like once the rabbis say it doesn't work, then it doesn't work because they just changing ownership and and Doraisi and then nothing happens. Um, but like in the get, you, you, I would, uh, it does need further investigation. Why it's a psulder up on So to arise, so why do we not say that they are divorced? That's how Rashi learns. Again, that the first, the get becomes totally invalid once it doesn't meet the requirements of the rabbis. It's as good as any blank piece of paper. And, um, and therefore she was never divorced from her first husband and the second husband is adultery. We're going to see, and she gets all these, um, penalties. Um, one of the penalties is we treat both of the children from both marriages, and obviously subsequent to this, as mamzerim. Now, according to Rashi, Doraisa, only the ones from the second husband aren't called mamzerim, and the one on the Rappon, but we've been allowed to. It's also learned the other way around. They say, no, really, Doraisa, it's a good get. So the first husband is now who she's not married to, and the second husband is a proper good marriage. Just meet her up on, and there are all these penalties that she has to get divorced from them. And again, Tosos would be because at the end of the day, Doraisa, it's a good get. You just dated it according to the wrong, you even have a date on it, you just dated it according to the wrong monarchy. So it's only a filter up on it. So Doraisa, the get works, and she's divorced from her second husband, she's allowed to marry the second husband, but there's all these penalties. So let's go through. Accidentally. So uh, are we treating it more as carelessly? Carelessly, but it's a very Well, it's careless. You don't get to be careless. I'm saying with a get. You know that you know the stakes are high with a get. That's what I would say. 
we can't be discussing ones that are already born. We'd be discussing one subsequent to the get. Well, once she thinks she's got a get from him, she won't go to, she won't have Well, when she might say, oh, wait, but it's not a real get, and, or they're telling me that with my second husband, not a real get, so I'm going to go back, whatever the scenario is, but that would be, yeah, so they might not be, but if there are children from them, it would be. Um, okay, let's carry on. So what are the penalties? So the first bill, Tata Mizelmi, she needs to get divorced from both of them. Vitrutha, get Mizelmi, she needs a get from one of them. Okay, and according to Rashi, she really only needs a get from the... First husband, because she's never ever married to the second husband, okay, but she needs to get from her. She says, in like Suba, she doesn't get her Suba. Um, okay, one of the reasons behind the Suba is to make it harder for, the, for them to get divorced, or make the husband more reluctant to divorce her. And here we want the husband to divorce her. Oh, again, you have Gavin's question, but then why should she learn to lose out? So no, again, she should have been more careful before remarrying based on a get. You get, you make sure, you verify that it's, uh, you get a second opinion, you check, you make sure it was done under a competent based in or whatever, something like that. Says so below Paris, she doesn't get the Paris. That means um, the husband no longer has to redeem her. Remember, he, um, if she's captured, below Mazonos, she doesn't get uh, support, um, supported from the husband. Below below, she doesn't get a worn out. Close. Lo from neither husband. The not or if she did take from either of them, she has to return it. Then vavlad If there's a child again subsequently born from either of these cases, it would be uh, uh, the child would be a mamzer. And neither husband, if they are kohanim or another, become tomei for her. We know that a, a, a kohen can become tomei for his wife. In this case. He's not, and he's not allowed to. So it's below Zevazer Neither merit her Mitzia. Again, remember, one of the reasons is if a husband's supporting his wife and she's finding, and she finds something of value and she gets to keep it, it might cause a bit of animosity in the marriage. Well, in this marriage, we're only too happy for there to be uh, animosity because we want them to get divorced. And below Bemasiyah, okay, he doesn't get rights to her. Food, he doesn't have the right to annul her nadorim. Um, that's the yeah. So, so that's the those are all mostly tied to the um, suba. If she was a Jewish girl, she becomes apostle to the puhuna. A woman who's had relations with someone that's forbidden to her, and one of her husbands, it's adultery. Um, but then uh, she becomes forbidden to Kohanim. Otherwise, she's been forbidden to Kohanim. What do you mean, Alawai? Because the divorced woman is forbidden to Kohanim. Uh, yeah, okay. So either way, she would be. Um, but yeah, so Falbukhom is even more sure. She's double forbidden. Well, yeah, so here, so why do we have to bring that she becomes possible to Kohanim? I guess if the get from a first Tosfos is easier. If the get, I mean Rashi's, it's, Rashi is easier. If the get from the first husband is invalid, then we have to say even if she's just been with the second husband, it's adultery and she's forbidden. The husband is the one who wrote that. The husband is the one who made all the mistakes, and the wife is the one who suffers significantly. Is there no right to recourse? Uh, he's the one who made the mistake. Yeah. She can do anything wrong. 
little, little bit similar to what Gavin was asking. Um, your question. I think, I think, I think, I think it's right. And I understood it is that um, she gets before she gets remarried, she should have made sure that the get was written by a competent scribe. Get, a, get the second opinion by the time of Chacham. So, so there is an aspect of negligence, not just uh, negligence, and that's why we can be so strict on her. But yeah, I, I, that does bother the poskim, and that, that's why I'm coming up with that answer. Maybe it's not such a strong so answer. Rabbi, if the husband gets married, also then it's also an invalid get he's still married. So yeah, but remember, according to Torah law, polygamy is permitted. So it's like a mute point. Nowadays, if we have Takana's Rabbeinu Gershon, okay, so then you're going to have to ask how to deal with it in life. What does the Takana say about, I don't know, someone who thought they were divorced and got married and then married another wife and turns out that they're still married to their first husband, to their first wife, you know, how would the Takana deal with it? But I don't know, to raise a level, that's not a question. Um, yeah, good, so, but, but good point. Then she'd have to go because the, 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 the 1948, when the Yemenites came to Israel, they came with their, um, with their wives. In plural. Yeah. They didn't keep the thing of reversion. Yeah. So what's? So how strict is that? Takana? How strict is no, that? No, well, it's only on com- communities that were under uh-huh. Rabbi Mukeshon. Yeah. yeah. I've got a broader uh, question on that. Is that okay, so? but not the right. No, you no, can no, ask no. me afterwards. Bas Levi min Amase, Bas Truma. If she's a Bas Levi, she becomes forbidden for Maaser and a Bas Kohen from Truma. Now, Bas Kohen from Truma makes a lot more sense because we know that once, a, even if she's a daughter of a, well, generally a daughter of a Kohen can return to her father's house and eat Truma after her marriage. However, if she be, be committed adultery or something, she becomes forbidden to Kohen and she becomes forbidden to Truma. Was a Josh in Sota. Um, Bas Levi from Maaser. So again, according to, if I remember correctly, it's Rabbi Meir Maaser has it only Levim are allowed to eat Maaser, well, maybe she's lost her status of a Levi. Um, but a Bas Kohen, um, but according to the other opinion, it seems that, that it's, Maaser can be eaten by anyone, it seems to be uh, more like a penalty. I think that would be, and that's how Rashi learns. Knasahu, it's a Knas, because there's, uh, anyone can eat Maaser. Now that's quite then. So then there's an interesting question, just that brings out a good point um, way of looking at a lot of things. Um, question: So why, if a kohen, a kohen, again not specifically to our case where it was this get and she remarried and repenalizing her, but in a normal case, why is there so much stringencies on truma? And if she, let's say, commits adultery, she's never ever allowed to eat truma again. But if a baslevi eats ma'aser, she is allowed to. So the Meshe Chochma, by the way, brings out an important point where he answers this question. <coughs> and the point, in, in very concisely, the point is that the greater someone or something is, the further they can fall. So Abbas Kohen is on a higher Kedusha level, because they're extra mitzvahs on Kohanim. And therefore when she falls, it has great ramifications that she becomes apostle to eat master. To eat Truma. Whereas a Levi, Abbas Levi, is not on such a high level. So when she falls, it's not as harder for. Um, he uses this in other, he explains this in other contexts as well. There's a, there's a very interesting Rambam which says well, um, that in, we know that the, when obviously Yerushalayim, when it became Kodesh, it became Kodesh forever. But the rest of Eretz Israel, he says, by the time of the first temple, when the Jews were driven out of their land, then they lost um, 
they lose, um, it lost its Kedusha. Yerushalayim had the rest of Israel lost its Kedusha, and only when Ezra came back did the Kedusha, did he reinstate the Kedusha, but Ezra's Kedusha lasted forever. So everyone tried to work out why should the Kedusha in the first place of Midash um, dissipate, leave when the Jews were driven out, and in the time of the Second Temple it's still there, and it's still there today. So, I mean, there are various answers. I mean, the case of Mishnah leaves it as a tzorichim. He leaves it unresolved. Um, but there are many others who suggest answers. But the case of Mishnah uses, and the Meshach Chochma uses this same principle to answer it. He says, nah, the Kedusha in the first place, I mean, that was so kadosh, so intense, that when the Jews were driven out, it, it totally dissipated, it got totally lost. Whereas Ezra's Kedusha wasn't as strong and intense, therefore when they were driven out, it didn't, uh, it didn't fall and leave. I think there are one or two other cases where he brought this principle, but that's the that's one understanding of why a bas coin can get a harsher punishment than a bas lady. Okay, the aim yoshim shall zeh, the yoshim shall zeh, yoshim subaso, and neither neither heirs from either husband inherit a ksuba. That's got to do with ksubas being different. I don't want to go into now. The aim meisu achiv shall zeh, the achiv shall zeh, cholzim elamis miyadlim. If the husband dies. Imaisu, neither brothers, both sides have to do chalitza and not yibum. Because again, we're saying we treat them both as kind of a husband, but not a husband. Okay, so that is, that's the list of penalties to this woman who married based on this get. Again, the get we mentioned and was dated according to the wrong monarchy, or it was dated saying that they were in one place when they were in a different place. Now we're going to bring another, now the mission is going to continue with other cases where they would basically get this penalty. So, if they changed his name or her name, or they changed the name of his city or the name of her city, she has to get divorced from both of them, and all the above ways apply to her. All the above penalties also kick in. Tosos, but not that we changed his name, his name was Ruvain, and you changed it to. Uh, Baruch or I don't know, uh, Bob, you know, not that sort of, not that transit, even where they got it slightly wrong, because, and he, he says, because there, there's no question that the guest is 100% possible, and we're discussing Sulim Terabon, and that's how Tosos wants to Okay, then it says, now just before going to the next case, a little bit of a uh, refresher course in Yavamos, in Yibum. Um, remember we learned that a, a erva doesn't fall in Yibum. So let's say a brother marries his brother's daughter, so he marries his niece, and then he dies without children. So she kind of should fall in evil, but it's her father. And there were 15 of those in the first Mishnah, of someone who the brother could marry, who's an heir to the first that's husband. Yeah, that's the, right at the beginning of the... So she goes free. And not only does she go free, any of the co-wives, even though they're not an erva, also go free. By free, I mean they can remarry without chalitza. So, that's the first part. That's part A. Part B is a marriage to an islandess. An islandess is a woman who never develops um, <coughs> as a female would, and she even has certain other simanim that mark as an islandess. Now, an islandess, we, and she can't have children, um, and we refer to, and an islandess, we say, is a kiddushin tosh. If, if a man marries a woman and it turns out she's an islandess, it is a marriage based on a false premise, and therefore it's as if they were never married. Okay, so keep that in mind, um, those two um, points in mind. So he says, Call Arayas All the Arayas that they say, they permit their sorrow. 
And then these co-wives went and they remarried. So so far everything's fine because they were co-wives of a tzara to the brother, to the yobam. So they don't do evil when they go and they, re- and they can marry free. It says, however, and it turns out that they're an islandess. So now they weren't free because the one who exempted them was actually not really married to their husband. And therefore they had to do chalitza. So um, Therefore, and all of these uh, penalties would apply to them. I, they should have been aware that someone was going on. They should have checked out or been patient and waited to determine that this erva was not actually an islandess. So again, do you understand the mechanisms here? Really, the erva, the, 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 again, they're two brothers. The one wife can't fall in Hebrew to the second brother because she's an erva. Now, all the other wives are exempt. However, it turns out that this erva was never ever married because she's an islandess. So none of them were exempt. So they shouldn't have gone and, gone and married a second husband without one of them doing chalitza. And they penalized with all the above penalties. And then a very similar case, the so Commonwealth is going to ask why we need this case as well, is Akoyna says Yevonto, he did Yevon. And therefore the co wife went and remarried. I once, one of the women, one of the wives, have done Yibum or Chalitza, all the others are free to go marry. So he did Yibum to one of them. Now all the others are free to go and remarried, and one did. And then it turns out that the one who did Yibum to was an Ailonis. So for all intents and purposes, he didn't do Yibum to his brother's wife, because it says she's never married to his brother. So the other wife who went and got remarried, well, should have, to do, should have had to do Chalitza. She's waiting for Chalitza Yibum. So he says, she has to get divorced from both of them, and we apply all the above penalties to her. The sofer writes a get to for the man and a receipt for the woman. I, he's going to give the man a get, he's going to give it to his wife, and he's going to give the receipt. When the man pays the ksuba, the wife is going to give the receipt to the husband. Um, so that's what he did. It says, the Torah of an get the ish of a shovel ish. And he by mistake gave the divorce document to the woman and the receipt to the man. The nos and they each transferred documents. And, gave, and then she got remarried. And then after a while, it says, they like going through their documents and he, opened, he looks at it and the husband sees what he got, the get. And the wife looks at her documents and she realizes what she got. The shofar, which means that they, and they remember that all they did was take the document from the sofa and hand it over. So according to they realize the only way that they end up with the document that they were start with is if they started with the wrong document. So it means that the husband never ever gave his wife the get. So that's it. She has to divorce from both of them and apply all the above penalties. Rebbe Loza says, Ibn Alta if the if the mistake is realized immediately, and they get, we're going to discuss what immediately is in the Gemara, but it's not a get. They have to give the right document to the right person, and he gives it again. It says, if, no, if they realize this mistake only after a long time, then it is a get. The first one does not have right to ruin the merit, either rights of the second husband. On the surface, she's married to the second husband. So I think this first husband come along and say, no, actually, I never ever gave her a get. 
He doesn't have that right. Now why? Because what did, how did I, def- I describe the case is, a while later they look at the documents and they say, oh, the only way that I could be holding on this get is if the wife got the get and gave it to me instead of me giving her the get. That's what, and she's asserting. So they're both asserting this, but it's just them. They were aiding at present. There were all this, no, one's, no one else is confirming their mistake. If anyone would confirm them, if Aiden would confirm the mistake, then it's different. But it's their assertion. So, so how can the first husband come along and make this assertion um, just to and ruin the second man? And that's so it's with the wife. The Gomorrah says, um, the Gomorrah Rashid, they say that we're concerned that they're like plotting something. They, I don't know, they originally wanted to get divorced, now they decided, you know, they actually don't want to. So let's say that they get you never ever gave me the get. You know, maybe they're plotting something. I couldn't work out exactly what the purpose of the plot would be. But uh, something along the lines of they want to get back together or they want to um, get some financial thing out of him, even though from the penalties it doesn't look like there's much financial gain. Um, but that's the concern. Okay, let's go into the Gomorrah. It says, My Malchus Shainu Genes. What we said, we said that it's the de- get dated according to the Malchus Shainu Genes. So who is that? Malchus Harumim, the Romans. Oh, there are my Koyun law. Malchus Einu Genes. Why are they called the, the Malchus that is not fit? It says, They don't have their own writing or language. It's all borrowed. Then is that true? According to our history? Not sure. <laughs> I've used up my Roman knowledge. <laughs> okay, but either way, it seems that they didn't. I think a lot of the Roman wisdom was just piggyback of the Greeks. Like a lot of their. Phenomenal things that they did were all just uh, well, almost cheap. Yeah. Where was that from? The Romans. Maybe it was. I think the Roman lower people spoke Latin. Maybe it was also an adaptation of another language or something. Like that. Um, but I do, I do know like a lot of their architectural wonders and stuff are all like cheap. Cheap yeah. imitations of the Greek. Yeah. Um, okay, let's carry on. Uh, so it says now my question. Says Why did they institute that you have to date the guests according to the local monarchy? Says because of If the government seems sees that you date your documents according to them, it, it creates a good uh, feeling. So they they more likely to be okay with you choosing. Shalom Alchos takes about that Monday. You telling me because of this Shalom Alchos, you're going to declare the child up. You're going to expect them to get divorced and the child demands it. In yes, Rabbi Meir, the timer. You have to say that the mission is Rabbi Meir. It's according to his reason. The Omer. Ravam Nuna said in the name of Ula that Rabbi Meir used to say, Any person who changes from the mold that the Kohanim set, the Gitin in regards to a get, the child is a mamze. So what do you say? You say, you know, it does seem a bit uh, tenuous. So, I mean, it's got a date on the get, and it's got the right date on the get. Everything's right. You just, instead of saying based on the Persian king, you said based on the Roman king. And we'll see why we need the whole list of other dates according to the wrong person next. Um, but, it's a bit of says, yes, 
Again, not purely because of Shalom Malchus, but because of Rabbi Meir's principle that all the instructions that the Chachamim gave in regards to writing a get, if you change from any of those, Matbeah Shetobu is like a coin that's molded, I don't know what the exact word, the imprint of a coin. So anytime you deviate from that, the get's invalid. That's how Rabbi Meir holds. So it doesn't matter whether it's a good reason or not a good reason why Chazal said it, but the get is invalid. Um, you can also ask, interestingly, I mean, we have... Uh, oh, yeah, let's, let's just do the next point and then I'll raise it. It says, Now, why do we need... We go... Where, if they dated... It, of course, so, so we're speaking about the Jews living under Persian rule and we say whether they dated by the Romans, by the Medians, by the Greeks, according to the base, the building of the base of Middash, the destruction of the base of Middash. I got the idea of you mentioned Romans. Why are you elaborating and listing all these wrong, invalid dating systems? Maybe the only, if we would have only said the Malchushainu again as either Romans, that's because they still rule. So that's a huge slight to the current. If you're living in Persia and dating your documents according to the Roman king, that's like really uh, disparaging and insulting to the current king. They're in the past. Who cares that you're dating it by the Greeks, by the Romans? Uh, sorry, by the Greeks, by the Medians, they don't exist anymore, so it's not a big thing. It says, um, And if you want to say it's because that maybe Medians and Yavon, it's because they were actually kingdoms. So you're dating according to them, even though they don't exist anymore, it's still a slouch to the Persian monarchy. It says, Oh, so you dating the documents according to when the Jews built their temple, what, uh, hundreds of years previous, uh, thousands of years ago. Ah, who cares? It says, Oh, no. But if, and if the Mishnah mentioned just building the house, you'd say, because that's a sign to the government because they're mentioning their glory days. They're kind of rubbing, you know, we're, we're in exile here. This is not where we want to be. We don't really respect you. We're our mouths when we had a base amigdash. It says, But if they dated it according to the Khurban Habayis, when the, since the, it's the 2000th year since the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. Um, probably what would he say? It's about 1980 or something years since the, maybe the last first, um, 50 since the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. Aimelo, you'd say there's no problem because that's just remembering the truth, so therefore we need to say all of this. Ah, you might have thought if they just said dating it according to the wrong monarchy, you might have all these mis, uh, um, wrong assumptions and therefore it would be a problem. Just Interestingly, how do we date our get? Gets? Based from Minyan Bria Soela. We uh, based on our culture, which is the 5-7, yeah, 5-7, 5 7, five, seven, eight, three. Um, That's what this year's will be. Um, so that's how we date our get. Tosses discussed how we can change. And they say because it was all out of COVID for the monarchy. And even nowadays, they don't date their documents based on the king or the current leader, so therefore why do we have to? So, so why do we have to? So that's, uh, that's how Tosos explained, which I mean kicks off the fascinating discussion of when Chazal made the Takana, why don't, and um, when can you say, well the reason doesn't apply, so the Takana doesn't apply, and when do you have to say, well the reason doesn't apply, uh, 
the reason doesn't apply, but the Takana still applies. I mean, there are many that don't know. Second day Yom Tov. The reason is because they were soft, but we still keep it. So why are there we not prepared to change the Takana? Um, what are other examples? You have very few people that you're going to have the, you're going to have two, corresponding to, the date corresponding to the, the, the Julian day. Like do they do in the Hebrew part of the Ksuba or only the English part of the Ksuba? I, 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 I know when they read it, they always yeah, read the English date. Yeah, no, but I must check. But I must. We must check in the Hebrew. Yeah. If I remember. Yeah. I'll try to remember to check uh, what the actual Hebrew document says. Um, it could very well be that they do. Um, so so that. But that's that 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 use that exact yeah. word corresponding to. Um, I'll give you an example that's on the borderline of this discussion is. Uh, are you allowed to take medicine on Shabbos? The reason is because you might come to grants to make the medicine. Yeah. That's the main reason why we don't take medicine on Shabbos. Because that's still a plan nowadays. Yeah. Um, and, oh, another example is uh, drinking from water that wasn't washed, that was left uncovered. Um, we don't worry about that. So there's a whole, that, that, it's a whole world of uh, Torah discussion. You almost have to look at each Gezeira and why they made it. Is the someone who distinguishes the reason built into the Gezeira or is there the Gezeira and that's the reason we told? And uh, each one needs to be analysed in its own uh, context. It's, uh, it's an interesting discussion uh, um, because people are very quick to say, uh, ah, the reason doesn't apply, why should I worry? That's not so true. Okay, um, oh, there's another interesting question. Are you allowed to date documents based on the, oh, I don't know what the word, the Gregorian calendar? Is that the technical thing? The June, huh? No, the change from Julian to the Gregorian. Because what's the year 2023? Yeah. That's from the death of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, we don't, so are you even allowed to date your documents like that? Um, but again, now we don't. I don't think we do it with any uh, connection that that's what we're dating at the year 2023 from. So I would, so we're quite lenient with that. But that is a question. Have, have a good Shabbos. Have a good Shabbos. Hebrew date. What do you mean, the courts? No, the, the, the settlement, the settlers, uh, or whatever. I think a lot of, um, I think for a lot of things they date it according to the Hebrew date. Yeah, not I just, uh, don't think it's just, uh, not just. The first time I received the actually, when I was working. Yeah, you know, so, so that's, uh, that's in the cities as well. Yeah. Um, I love that idea. I love that idea. If he says if the get was, if he was in the west, in the east, and they recorded in the west, the get is invalid. So who was where? If you're going to say it's the husband or the wife, then that, well, that's already mentioned. If you change his name or her name or the name of their city, so Elalav Asofem, it's going on the scribe. Now, actually, the, some of the Poskin point out we're not really discussing the scribe, we're discussing those who signed the document. As we witness this document in Johannesburg, dot, dot, dot. That's what they've got to do, and that's what they're signing to. Um, so, could Omelahu Rav Lesafra, Rav would tell the scribes, so, Rav Huna would tell scribes, right? He says, When you're sitting in the city, Shili, you're right. We witnessed this in Shili, even though it's going to be handed over in Hini. 
And so it's just the other way around. And so even though the Beis Din here is writing this Getan, or it could be even a monetary document, it's not unique to a get this, but they're writing the get in Johannesburg, they're sending it down to Cape Town for the thing to be done there. Um, they don't write we in Johannesburg. They, they must, sorry, they don't write we in Cape Town witness da da da. Because that's not, uh, that's not what they are. Looks like they're lying. Looks like it's a corrupt document. They have to write. We, da, 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 in Johannesburg, witnessed this get being written, whatever the exact uh, way to do it is. Omar Abihud, Omar Shmur. Abihud has said in the name of Shmur, so this is a new point. Zudivrei Rebbe Meir. Our Mishnah is Rebbe Meir. I, this, that a get is possible because of Shalom Malchus. Remember Shalom Malchus is that you dated according to the monarchy. 12th year of uh, Julius Caesar. Um, so again, this that Rabbi Meir says the get is possible if you don't date it according to the correct monarchy because a shallow malchus is a contrary. Even if you write a date according to the clock or the register in the city, that is Mugureshus. Very, very low government official. The guy who, um, I think uh, literally it was more the guy who knew, who, who had uh, control of all the information of the title deeds. So he could tell you whose plot of land was who's a very low uh, government official, um, the manager of a home, oh, I don't know how low that is, very powerful manager of a home of a branch of home affairs. Um, so that is um, even if you date it according to that person again, it has the date. It's a kosher get. There was a get. Um, written and dated according to some uh, the governor the governor the Beschar in Schar Schar is the name of the place Sholchor Rav Nachman Bar Rav Chizda Lekanei the Rava Ki I Gavna Mai so Rav Nachman Bar Rav Chizda sent to Rav to Rava asking what's the halach in such a case so Sholach Lei Bahaya Filu Rebbe Meir made it even Rebbe Meir will agree in that case it's good now it wasn't according to the king it was according to the governor not a low governor like not a low official like the Santa a higher so higher up. Um, so So he told the yeah, Rebbe Meir would agree. My time. Oh, why? Isn't that a problem of undermining the king? Shalom. He said, no. He's from the same government, the same king. So it's not an insult to the king to date it according to that person. Oh, my son is here. Oh, then why can't you date it according to the local clock? He's also from the same government. He says, no. There it's degrading to data according to this low government official. But a high government official is still ascribing a praise to the king. I guess it's almost a praise to a king that he needs a governor. He's, he's got a big enough uh, kingdom that he needs uh, multiple people. So in a way it is a Sort of a veiled praise. Um, Rabbi Abba said, Name of Rav Huna in the name of Rav. So now we can have that was Shul's opinion. Again, Rabbi Meir holds it has to be dated according to the Malchus. And we said even the government is, a high government official is good enough. But the Chachomim hold that it can be dated by anyone. Um, Rabbi, in the name of Rab, they said slightly differently. Rabbi okay, our mission is Rabbi Meir. The child is valid. Now, what does that imply? On the surface, Tosas actually want to come out and say you don't have to say that answer. But on the surface, Shmuel seemed to say it's 100% valid. So this is Rabbi Meir, but the Chachomim say, even if you say divorced. So you could say that he's saying it's fine, use it, 100%. But according to Ravi, he's saying the Vlad's kosher, implying that 
only if they use the get do we say it's kosher. But if she hasn't yet used the get, she should get a new one. Oh, so, so and so that's, that's on the surface, Rav and Shmuel seem to be wrong. And Shmuel says it's even the Chatzchila valid if you don't date it according to Shalom Alchus. And according to Rav, it's only Bidiyabed that it's good. But Tosos, as I said, one who actually resolves is coming out and say that they're not arguing. He says, okay, And the Chachomim agreed to Rebbe Meir, however, that if the names are wrong, and again, remember, we said this, this is not even if the names are totally wrong, because then obviously it's an invalid get. It's even if they're slightly wrong. Maybe I'm wondering if... Uh, how, yeah, that was a sukya early on in the Masechta. I don't remember the details, what's considered wrong, but even if the names... Oh, because remember there we learned if in two different places they referred to him as different names. Yeah. So in, uh, I don't know, in Johannesburg they referred to him as uh, John, and in Cape Town they referred to him as Yochanan. So then, uh, in, uh, and they get it wrong. So there it's his name, but that's possible if it's in the wrong place. You know, something like that. Even that. But the Vlad is a mum. So they agree. It's specifically this point of Shalom Malthus that they're arguing on, according to how we've explained it. it says, Omar Ravashi, Ravashi says, we can actually say that from our Mishnah as well. Why? Because Shina Shmo if you change his or her name, Shemiro Shemiro, his or her city, and you apply all that, she has to get divorced from both husbands, and you apply the penalty to both of them. Now, who's teaching this? If you're going to tell me this is Rabbi Meir, it should be mixed with the first list and taught. What he's saying is as follows. If you look at the structure of the Mishnah, the Mishnah starts off basically saying, if you're dated according to the wrong kingdom, she gets all these penalties. Um, and then if, as a new clause it says if you change his name or her name or his city or her city then they get divorced with all the penalties if it's Rebbe Meir it all has the same halacha so it's just be one long list of Shalom Malchus, Bamar of Bamizrach Shmo Shmo Iro of the Iran. Why is it taught in two separate clauses if it's Rebbe Meir? So it must be. No, because the first clause is Rebbe Meir. Like, don't agree with that. And they jump in in the second clause and say, in this we would agree to that they both get divorced and you apply this halacha. Um, then the next point was, all this is by... Um, this is the case of uh, Yovam. Remember, so you had these women who were exempt and one wasn't but the Arab turned out to be an island is never married. So Nisu in Zinu Law. It seems to say only if they got married, but not if they got seems to be if they got married, but not if she they just uh, were promiscuous, had relations out of wedlock. So again, this woman who was supposed to do Yibum or before she did Yibum Khalitsa when if she got married, that's when all the penalties kick in. But if she just had a, if, if he just had, if she just had a partner, no. 
Oh, well, well, that's, a, that's a difficult one. Just remind me, let's just get through the point and then remind me whether the child's a mother or not. Our mission has said yes, but that's yeah. a big question. Um, uh, not a big question, that, that needs clar- uh, clarification. Um, so, Nisu in Zinulum. This is only like our remit. It says, Lame to have a tooth to Rabamnuna. This seems to be a rejection of Rabamnuna. If you have a Shomeris Yobam who commits, it's not a Talchi, but this, uh, who's Zinza, who has relations with another man. She becomes also to the Yavam. And here we're saying that no, it's only if she married another man does she become also to the Yavam. says no. The Mishnah says if, the, if she married another man. But it would be the same halacha if she just had relations with another man. Oh, then why does it teach if she married? It says no. It just wants to speak in the most appropriate uh, way. It says we have a different version. Oh, when the Mishnah says if they got married, it's even if they, if she just had relations. Again, this woman who's waiting to do Yibum, even if she just had relations. This seems to be a support for Rav Amnunu, who says the Shomeris Yavam who commits Znus has to return to the Yavam. So when is that? Says Loi Nisu Dafka. You could say that the Mishnah is specifically where they got married. Because it's similar to a case where the husband went to um, the Medina's Hayom. What, why is that similar? So the case there. Should we go to another room? Go quickly. I don't know, I've got about five minutes left, but they start in like two minutes. Okay. Then So, um, is that remember if a woman remarried based on two witnesses that her husband died, strictly speaking, she should be allowed to go back to her first husband because it's this that she married a second husband is based on two witnesses, it's only. So comes along and they, and they say no, she has to get divorced, she has to um, get divorced because of, from both husbands because it looks like Matsugushusa. A man is allowed to remarry his wife he gets divorced from, but that's only if she never got married before. If she never got married before. She'll in, in, in between, before going back. Um, but if she does, so, so it looks very similar. This is similar to that because what's she doing? She's married, she's supposed to do Yibum, she goes to another man and then she comes back to her Yobam. So it looks very similar, looks problematic. That's why, it's, but that's only if she got married, not if she just had a, extra, uh, if it was out of wedding. So then the last, let's leave off with the last one, Hakoyne says Yobamto, if she does, if he did Yibum, now we had, we had two very similar cases. So one was where the, the Ever turned out to be an islandess, so the other women were actually not really released from Yibum. And the second case was where he did Yibum to the islandess, which the other thought, oh, he's done Yibum. As soon as the brother does Yibum to one of the wives, all the other wives are free. Why do you need both cases? Basically the same point, but once it turns out to be an islandess, it doesn't count. So, the trick we need both cases. There, the mitzvah of Yibum, yeah, let me just say the background to it. In both cases, 
that Sarah should have waited to check whether this woman was an islandess. Okay, she should have waited, been a patient, and checked, confirmed whether this woman was an islandess, the erva, or in the second case, the one who did yibum. So, if we only taught the first case, Mishum, the law akaya mitzvah yibum, it's because she did not fulfill the mitzvah of yibum. But in the second case, they did do yibum, we can say, we should say, they're not held accountable. Again, when, it's the, when in the first case, no one did anything, they just went free. So there's more, um, maybe it's just because no one did anything, so she should be more careful. But in the second case, they actually did yibum, the husband and the islanders. The Yovam and the islanders did yibum. So she should be less accountable, because in her mind, look, they did something. So he says, yes, we if we only taught the case here, we the sorry, it's because they're waiting to do Yibum. Sorry, let me say. Yeah, but the second case she def sorry, in the second case she definitely fell in Yibum. In the first case, they didn't definitely fall in Yibum because it's already been done and therefore we need to teach both cases. Yeah. I'm gonna go, are you finished? Yeah. I just wanted to serve you.